Coming up, I never thought it'd be so simple, but I found a way. I found a way. This week, it's Drake and Josh, and this is Most Extreme Podcast. to Most Extreme Podcast, the show where we discuss and analyze the enigma that is early aughts pop culture. See what I did there, guys? Instead of saying 2000s pop Okay, well, that's great. Uh, I'm Brett Ellison. <laughs> I'm Jonathan Snowdy. I'm Jarrett Whitworth. And today we're talking the maybe one of my favorite shows of all time, uh, Drake and Josh, and joining us all the way from Tallahassee, Florida. Well, he's actually in Florida or Virginia right now, but all the way from yeah. Florida State University, uh, Luke Birchall. Luke, what's up? Hello, it's me. My name is Luke. I'm here. I've seen Drake and Josh a couple of times, so I'm ready to talk about it. Yeah, um, I'm a huge fan of this show. I know Jarrett is. Um, uh, what's your what, what's sort of your background with Drake and Josh? Is there a reason when we were talking like this was a topic that you wanted to do or? Well, so I think as your mother mentioned it, I was like, oh, yeah, that one is good. I think for me, it was part of it was like Nickelodeon in general always tended to be a little more like edgy and like slightly more inappropriate than Disney Channel. Like I was like, oh, but I can still get away with watching this. But like, you know, there would be characters who would like kiss or like stuff like that. And I was like, oh, okay, Or like, I don't know. And like Drake was definitely, um, definitely. I don't know. They, they just got into more antics than Disney, and so I think Drake and Josh too had the good dynamic with them each, like being very different people, but being able to connect is something that I think in any show is pretty good. So that's kind of what drew me into that. Just guy shenanigans um, and the the nerdy sad one was like still loved by his brother so that's always uplifting for sure Jarrett so the the show went from it was like oh four to oh seven something like that right mm-hmm. oh right. eight maybe like that was at that point I was that was like 12 to I was like 12 to 15 and um so it was like right on the tail end of like watching a whole lot of Disney or Nick, but it was still a show that was appealing, like for that age. Still, like there was still yeah. it was still so funny. It was still so like kind of relatable, um, in in ways that others like we're starting like the shows that are appealing like are starting to fall aside. You know, I wasn't really watching much Cat Dog at, at fifteen. Yeah, good show. We were like Drinking Josh was so great. Transitional point. Yeah, Jonathan. I, growing up, uh, gosh, I hardly ever heard about Drake and Josh. I don't think I like, really realized that it was like a big thing until I was already a teenager. Uh, but as we've, we've probably mentioned before, I grew up in a fairly uh, strict household. And we were very, my parents were really big on, you know, we're not going to buy cable. We're not going to buy all this. So I never had access to any networks. But building off of uh, Jarrett, in terms of watching it, 
when you're older, I was watching a little bit in prep for this episode of the podcast. And I was, I was like, how have I not like gotten into this before? Cause there's some, some of the jokes that they just caught me off guard and I just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> not prepared for it. <laughs> no, uh, for me, I, you know, I would probably say that Drake and Josh to this day is still one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, yeah. Right with Jared. I, I mean, the episodes were right airing right when I was the, the, the perfect age for it. So I must've been like eight or nine when they were coming out. Um, I didn't have cable either, but I mean, I got to watch it every chance I would, especially if it was like, my family would go to the beach or something and we would be watching it like back to back, like religiously at this point. Um, the other big thing was, and I'm sure Jonathan knows what I'm about to talk about is that when we were doing the filmmaking camp that Jarrett and Jonathan yes. and I were running, um, we made a short film where all the main characters were named after people from Drake and Josh. Um, I remember this. it's called first impressions. Yep. It is, it is cringy um if, if you worked on the movie jonathan you're in it i am in it it's yeah. i think it's one of the biggest acting roles i had at our summer camp is that yeah, right i don't think maybe. i had a bigger role uh you uh you play the bass in that movie um i pretend mm -hmm. to play the bass in that movie <laughs> that's like that drake and josh episode where he pretends to play the guitar yeah, yeah. Uh, hands from it's, behind the curtain. It's yeah. all a reference, and I never knew. You know, it's funny because I was watching uh, some clips from Drake and Josh, and it did strike me as very much this, a similar type of humor that we had at movie camp. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I think all Nickelodeon shows, especially the more live-action stuff, is extremely influential on me as, you know, a filmmaker. So I'll, I, especially when we're making movies for kids or with kids, it's that's something that definitely comes up as something like Rick and Josh. We weren't saying like hug me brother and I ain't telling you <laughs> truther, but like the main character was um, named Drake and then his friend was Josh and there was a girl named Megan. And so I don't know. Yeah. I, I, first impressions. I mean, sound, I've seen all of them at some point. I might've only seen that one like once. Okay. Well, sorry, viewers, but you're not going to see it because <laughs> I'll, pro I'll post a clip or Is a, that by design, right? Is that <laughs> I, I'm not sure. Um, no, I, I'll post a clip or something of Jonathan playing the bass. We'll put it on our Twitter and Instagram when this comes Tag out. release the movie camp cut. <laughs> release, release the Ellison cut. Release, release the, the Jonathan bass cut. Um, so, yeah. Should we talk about... Um, for those who don't know what Drake and Josh is, and we're talking about it, uh, Please. I can give a very s brief synopsis of the show, um, which I wrote down, which is uh, two kids, Drake, Parker, and Josh Nichols, attend the same high school in San Diego. Drake, the cool and lovable idiot who gets away with anything, lives with his mom and little, little sister, Megan. And Josh, the rule-following, kind-hearted nerd who never gets his way, lives with his dad, a local weatherman in San Diego. Both Drake and Josh's parents begin to date each other, and next thing you know, the coolest kid in school and the dorkiest kid in school are now stepbrothers. Does that kind of sum it up? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. It's sort of a classic, um, sort of like a screwball uh, sitcom yeah. trope. Something that you would even see, you know, this seems like something you might even see like in like a TV land show. Um, something a little bit more old. Odd like, couple. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I can go through a very brief history, if you want, of Drake and Josh to sort of go, how did this show come to be? Unless you guys have something else you want to talk about. 
We can just talk about how our day's been. I don't know. <laughs> Give me the rundown. Give so, me so I'm a huge Nickelodeon nerd. I mean, if anyone from Nickelodeon is listening, I the dream job I've always had is to be a showrunner for something at Nickelodeon. So I've I already knew a lot of this stuff ahead of time, um, but I I I did as much as I could to focus in on things. So from so pretty much from what I can understand is that the Drake Drake and Josh first came about because uh, Drake Bell and Josh Peck were both on the Amanda show. Do you guys remember I, that? Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Now this I have seen. What? And I I I had a friend is like this year showed me uh the like sketch that Josh Peck and and uh Drake Bell are in. And to this day I have to say I'm sorry for anyone who does like that. I it was painful for me to watch that the the amanda show um but i have seen that i know exactly what you're talking about okay luke or jared do you remember the amanda show at all oh absolutely i remember it existed bring in the I dancing lobsters yeah the, the lobsters i don't i didn't see a lot of it personally but i remember it being a thing yeah i think if being a kid in the early 2000s it's pretty hard to not remember amanda Bynes. Um, yeah, man. Big Fat Liar, uh, which she's in. Um, she's the man. What a girl wants. That's right. Um, she was in the the animated movie Robots, which is Whoa. sort of a guilty pleasure of mine. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so the Amanda That's show. Great. Oh yeah. Wow. Let's just uh, bring her <laughs> on real quick. Amanda, do you have anything to add? Um, so yeah, the Amanda Show is essentially like a variety sketch show um, that will start Amanda Bynes. Uh, it has a really catchy theme song. We never mentioned that. Um, yeah. So Amanda Show it uh, had was one of the featured players were Drake Bell and Josh Peck. So they were already child actors and they were already on it. And also uh, Nancy Sullivan, who plays the mom, who plays Audrey on Drake and Josh, she was also on the Amanda Show as one of the actors oh. as well. Um. One thing that we should be mentioning before we get any bit farther is um, Drake and Josh and the Amanda Show, um, like many live action sitcoms on Nickelodeon, were created by Dan Schneider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now, Dan Schneider is very much a controversial figure when it comes to talking about Nickelodeon and these shows. So we. He's the, he's the foot guy, right? Or no? Yes. Yeah. Okay. He's the foot guy. So. For today, we're going to most likely leave the discussions about him for another time and focus sure. on Drake and Josh. But uh, if you want to learn more, uh, audience, uh, Google it. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, Drake and Josh was uh, created by Dan Schneider as sort of, yeah, like an odd couple type scenario from having Drake Bell and Josh Peck on the Amanda show. So, he's creating this show. And at one point, I there's this clip I found online of um, the Kids' Choice Awards from I think it was like 2003 or four, and it's very young Drake and Josh, and they're on the orange carpet for the Kids' Choice Awards, not the red carpet, and they're promoting Drake and Josh, but they're still in development on the show, 
So they're kind of just like, yeah, it's the show. and We think it's funny and uh, we're still working on it. Um, I found that video through Josh Peck. Current day Josh Peck has now become sort of like a YouTuber. Yeah, yeah. he's doing great. And he had Drake on the show, or his YouTube show, and they were sort of just like watching old videos of them. And they were talking about sort of the beginning of Drake and Josh. And both of them were just talking about how, yeah, it was a super long and crazy arduous process and it took so long. And yeah, we think it's funny, Nickelodeon, but they kept telling us that like it would never get picked up and then we, we weren't even sure what was happening at the time. Um, so the big thing to know about Drake and Josh is, is coming out. Sorry, I'm rambling a little bit, but um, is that there were two versions of the pilots. And that was oh. sort of the thing that was why Nickelodeon didn't originally green light the show or pick it up was the original pilot has never been aired and um was never been released publicly however there are very small clips of it on youtube that i was able to find interesting um how did you find those i think i just typed in web (laughs) I, i think i just typed in like drake and josh pilot um, because oh. they were pretty okay. open about there being two different versions of the pilots. It's the same script, but you can feel in the first one that the energy's a little bit off, and they're not really sure what it is. Where like the, the pilot that aired is is really good. Um, it's interesting. So same script, but they the energy was just bad. The energy was different. The sets were a little different, and the biggest difference with besides the flow and chemistry was that they had a different actor playing the dad okay so, so that the first, was that screwed it all up it, kind it, it of had to get a new dad so i think that might have been a note from the audience from the producers so you can watch it and they have i i don't know where it is on youtube but it, it's weird seeing like the same scene done and the only thing that changes is the dad uh, and I don't like the actor who plays the dad as much because Jonathan Goldstein, who plays uh, Walter, is really good. And he's and we'll talk about him later because um, yeah. I think he's very funny. But it is really jarring to watch a TV show that I've watched for so many years. And then all of a sudden, somebody else is playing one of the main characters and everyone's just acting like it's normal. It's yeah. very it's like which happens in pilots all the time. Yeah. Keep you up at night. Full house. Right. There's just it went before it was Bob Saget. I think else. that's right. There's similar situation where there's like you, there are clips of the original pilot going around, and it's the same, you know, the same blocking, the same everything, but it's just this other dude in there. <laughs> it's very, it's it's not like Uncanny Valley, but it is really creepy. Just sort of like what? Why is everyone acting like this is normal? It's like, imagine if you were like watching The Office and Pam was played by like somebody completely differently and nobody acted like anything was wrong. It was like Scarlett Johansson. Mm. Yeah, Scarlett Johansson plays Pam um, in the unaired pilot. Um, So yeah, that was, it's very interesting. I would definitely look that up if you want sort of a very jarring experience um, if you're a fan of Drake and Josh. Um, But yeah, once it uh, premiered, it was extremely popular. It only got more popular as it went on. Um, the series uh, was watched by, this is from Wikipedia, this series was watched by 3.2 million viewers um, at its premiere, which is the highest Nickelodeon had ever had at that point. Uh, as of 2006, it ranked consistently in the top 10 most watched cable shows. And uh, yeah, it had 
reached its highest ratings by the end of the show. So it kept getting more and more fans. Um, it was one of um, Nickelodeon's most successful shows, right? Like ever. I think so. I mean, in terms of merchandise, absolutely not. But I think in terms of a sitcom, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, like viewership. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Do we want to talk about um, maybe sort of the uniqueness of the show? Or like, do you guys have anything you want to add? No, I mean, maybe just adding on to the, like, the popularity of it. I mean, a lot of these shows, when you go back as, like, an adult and you think, like, oh, man, that show was on forever. I watch it all the time. And you're like, oh, two seasons or, like, it's like 40 episodes or whatever. And I think just the fact that it went for, I know the first season, I guess, was, like, abbreviated, but still, like, to run as long as it did. Um, to run as long as it did, given the kind of show it was, like, that's impressive in and of itself. Um, you know, of course, like something like SpongeBob or the Fairly Odd Parents can go on forever because it's animated and you don't have like actors growing and changing that want to do different things. But right, you're right. To and get animation, a show that lasts that long, yeah, that's it's just impressive. Yeah, and animation also is completely different. Um, yeah, but yeah, I feel like to me, as a huge Nickelodeon fan, I feel like Drake and Josh is probably like the last Nickelodeon sitcom that was truly made for like the whole family and not just kids. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 What about, what about iCarly though? We were, Cause we were talking about this when we were walking about how iCarly, you could have the grandmas there. You could have everyone get around and listen to Carly doing her thing. That's a good point. I was thinking iCarly is a tiny bit because I I've watched all of iCarly and I think it's it's definitely good. I would uh, I would argue personally that Victorious is probably the last great sitcom on Nickelodeon, but I feel like Drake and Josh had hit something so different where um, anybody like all parents of all ages were more into it rather than iCarly. Um, and we can talk about how that's a little different. You have the tech barrier, like. The, uh, the adults are like, what is this? I don't get it. Pear pods? I don't understand what that yeah, means. Yeah, what's a pear pod? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Dragon Josh 2 did have, like, the parents as bigger characters, which I thought was an asset uh, as well. Yeah, well, definitely. I have a lot of notes to talk about sort of the parents and their roles, but... I don't know. Do you guys have Jonathan? Did you have anything that stood out and you watching Drake and Josh that made it feel unique? Um, really, what what I've got is from uh, other people's analysis, and um, one of the big things that I I think I, I stumbled upon was someone talking about you know when 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 the show's comedy works best, it's basically almost pitting um, Drake and Josh against each other, but rather than in like a like you want to side with one of them. It's both of them kind of just, you know, well, being teenagers and kind of being like lovable idiots in a sense. And that's sort of like what drives some of the humor. Sure. Yeah. And even so, I think Drake is definitely supposed to be more of the idiot character and Mm -hmm. Josh is a little bit more of the straight man, but even then that can flip. Um, Yeah. 
Well, Josh is like definitely geeky and like can be more socially in it. Like I feel like they're like they each have their strengths. Like Josh is the book smart, but socially needing some some work. And Drake is like, oh, I know how to talk to everyone. I'm so popular, except what's algebra? But, right. Yeah. But that you know, seeing how they can kind of love each other and how they both are are lovable, right? For a kid who maybe has been told oh, I'm not very book smart, or maybe a kid who's like, well, I'm not, I don't, I don't know how to talk to girls. Seeing those characters be valued and having good relationships with each other, you'd be like, wow, that's really encouraging to me. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like their chemistry also changes and gets better as the show keeps going and as they get older. Um, I think their chemistry... Yeah as actors are is like really really good i i it, to, in terms of sitcom i a lot of i've read some analysis too saying like this is just as good as saying like will and carlton on fresh prince or even andy griffith and barney five on andy griffith show like they're so good at timing and their chemistry then it gets better as the show goes on leave it all in Okay, more more awkward pause. <laughs> Jared's favorite thing on a podcast, dead air. <laughs> Leave it all in. Um, Leave it in. <laughs> yeah, I also like how the show is sort of just, it always starts out as like a mundane teenager problem, like have Josh having trouble at work or like Drake losing a drummer for his band or something. But then it just, you know, gets more increasingly crazy and that's just part of the, yeah. the uniqueness of it. The raising the stakes, classic improv technique. Yeah. I'm not sure as much with Drake Bell, sort of his acting career, but I was able to find a clip online of Josh Peck uh, when he was really, really little doing stand-up on the Rosie O'Donnell show. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, how old? He's like seven or something. It's like, yeah. It's so young. Right. It's uh, it's interesting too. It's and then he's and then he gets like the Johnny Carson nod over and sits on the couch next to Rosie. Um, going back to sort of what we were talking about, just like what each character is, because we are. I mean, we were talking about like Drake is definitely more the lovable but obnoxious one. Um, but I feel like you know that relationship changes with Josh over time. Where I feel like if you watch the beginning of Drake and Josh. They're very much like, oh, I don't even want to be sharing the same room with you. But then as it goes, as, it, as the show continues, it almost builds to them being um, yeah. more like brothers. Yeah, they start to recognize that they could be complementary to each other. Like when Drake, real, yeah, because Drake doesn't even know how to tune his guitars, right? He has Josh tune the guitars and Josh needs Drake to help him talk to girls. So they're like, hey, maybe I kind of need this guy in my life. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and I think it's – it's. I also think it's very interesting. You know, Drake Bell himself wrote the theme song, um, which is a which is a banger. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how y'all feel about that, but um, – Oh, yeah. Pretty, yeah, that's pretty good. I would listen to it again for sure. Um. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of sort of like how they use his musical talent as part of his character. I think is really interesting. Um, where it's, it's sometimes a lot of times, especially more like season two and season three, uh, Drake's character is sort of the one that the audience 
at least for you know kids demographic is the one that everyone wants to be drake but we're supposed yeah. to relate we're supposed to relate more to josh yeah we're a bunch of joshes living in a drake world yeah where josh is josh is sort of like you know like in a way josh is supposed to be like the dork who doesn't want to be a dork if that makes sense yeah that's probably the best way for me to describe his character um yeah but he brings more laughs on his own like he i feel like yeah i feel like he is the is the punchline more often you know right and i think yeah that changes over time as well um he definitely becomes less nerdy but a hot take right now. I think Josh Peck is possibly the king of Nickelodeon sit- sitcom. Mm. Um, <laughs> do you want to elaborate on that? When you, I think, wait, yeah, when you say that, what do you mean when you say that? <laughs> I think when I think of Nickelodeon sitcoms, mm-hmm. which we can go, we can talk about how, you know, this can relate to Keenan and Kel, where they're very similar in terms of a show. But to me, I think Josh Peck is so good at balancing both comedy and drama and leading man and punchlines, everything that he, when I think of Nickelodeon sitcom acting, I immediately think of Josh Peck. Mm. So you're pointing him out, singling him out specifically in terms of sort of acting, acting uh, talent and screen presence. Is that, is that what you're getting at? Yeah, I think, I mean, for sure, Nickelodeon is the show that, you know, made him a star, um, as the same with Drake Bell. But I, when I think more as of an actor, I think everyone goes, oh, Josh Peck. When you think of Drake and Josh, he's sort of like the single one that, that pops out a little bit more than Drake Bell, even though I think mm-hmm. both of them carry the weight. Yeah, I see, what, I see what you're getting at. I think, yeah, he's more of a standout he's got a good stage presence because basically on that three camera uh sitcom style you're basically just doing a play in front of cameras mm, that's yeah. true i didn't think about that um compared to something like which we'll definitely get into at some point Ned's declassified which i would probably argue is the better show um but that's a single camera s- setup where it's one camera just sort of following everything, um, which are a lot harder to film, but um, can sometimes get a better. Sorry, was somebody going to say something? I didn't hear. No, I, I think you mentioned Ned's declassified, and I, I might have given like a because mm, that was another. <laughs> it was like that and Drake and Josh, so, <laughs> the two things. And you were you point out Josh Peck. I was going to throw at you the janitor from Ned's declassified. As yeah, a, what's as his name? Among the pantheon of Nickelodeon characters. That's Darren Norris, who also voices Cosmo on the Air Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah. Oh. So I see your Josh Peck. I raise you Darren Norris. Well, the other one that came <laughs> to mind the other one that came to mind was Jerry Trainer, which we'll get to in a little bit because he's been on so much Nickelodeon stuff and he's great. Which okay, side note, anytime Jared has ever been over if I've ever gone to like a lunch thing with Jarrett and someone's explaining what's being fed it'd be like okay so today we have uh this chicken parmesan whatever you just anytime anyone explains the food you just hear Jarrett and so we have uh this mm, oh <laughs> we haven't even eaten yet and Jarrett's like oh 
I, oh. I had no idea where that was going for a while. <laughs> but yes, I, I can confirm that that does happen. The anticipation. Yeah. I just, I like to be uh, affirming to the the hosts or the people that, who have provided the food. That's, I like that. That's really real. Just bring that positive energy to the potluck. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we have some chicken chili. Oh, my word. Jared, did you remember to bring a side dish? <laughs> no, but I brought all this positive energy and optimism. Okay. Uh, that's good for me. Two we a, of smiles. Are we at a charismatic church or are we at a pub? <laughs> I brought the snake. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, so anyway, Jack and Josh. Yeah. <laughs> Is someone moving a boulder? Okay, I guess it's gone. Jonathan's uh, on the Bowflex something. <laughs> this is okay. Oh, sorry, everybody. In my workout in. <laughs> While your podcast. Yeah, I can't yeah. skip leg day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as, as a disclaimer sort of to the audience, yeah, we're going back and forth between doing stuff on Zoom and doing it in person and yada, yada, yada. So if you're wondering why, like, some of the audio sounds different for every episode, it's more just so that we can get everybody in the same place. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jared, what were you going to say before we heard um, the Temple of Doom crash? Uh, I cannot recall at all. I don't know if I was going to say anything. I think we were talking about a show called Drake and Josh. I don't know if that's Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought we were talking about chili and potlucks. And- mm. What's everyone's favorite kind of chili? Round table. <laughs> <laughs> the one that they make in the Peruvian puff pepper episode. Oh, uh, good transition. Uh, <laughs> Wow. Only only found in South America. Yeah. <laughs> very, very rare delicacy. That was an I, place. I read an interview with Drake Bell, or I watched an interview, and he was talking about, like, I know that Drake is stupid, but he's – how has he never heard the word America before? <laughs> like, he's in high school. <laughs> yeah. And he that, can't read. That happens uh, with the character Cat and Victorious. Like, she doesn't – she's never heard – usa before and so she keeps calling it usa <laughs> it's one of those like nickelodeon jokes where it's like the kids will get it yeah but um i was gonna say sort of the moment to me very i think like season one is very much like drake and josh sort of getting used to the show and then also getting used to you know being stepbrothers uh, to me the moment of the show where like they've they've become friends or they've become brothers is the blues brothers performance. Mm. I was, yes, that, that is written down with a star next to it in my notes here. That episode was, is fantastic. Right. Uh, Do we need to explain that? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Do you want to go Jared? (laughs) No, I just, I just would have loved if we just didn't explain it. We just, (laughs) you all know what we're talking about. Google no, it. yes. So um, the Blue Brothers episode. Oh, you're Googling are. it right now. No, I'll I can take. No, go for it. Oh, I'll go for it. Like it's it's one of those, I and mean, we were talking about it dancing around a little bit earlier, but you know, Drake and Josh being so different, they're like the there are multiple kinds of episodes, and one of them is when they're in competition with each other, one of them is when they come together, and like both are great in different ways and can provide humor. And Blues Brothers is one where they like they're teammates in this episode. So yeah, like Josh goes on the air. Anyone correct me if I'm if I'm wrong. I'm just trying to remember here. But Josh goes on the air uh, to do. He like fills in for his dad doing weather. It's like, hey, I brought my son to do the weather, 
and he just like breaks out in some crazy sweat and starts twitching because he's like super nervous and online and becomes like this you know video that gets shared around like he just embarrasses himself and so then he's like oh shutting himself away and meanwhile drake has a talent show at the at the premiere or whatever and uh normally they would do their blues brothers routine and josh would be a part of it and they would dress up and like play the harmonica and whatever but josh having been so embarrassed doesn't want to do it um until eventually you know drake kind of like convinces him and encourages him enough and then they yeah the the final number of the show is them singing soul man and it's incredible um, can I point out two things real quick? Yeah. Um, the I think they were planning on doing the Blues Brothers thing, but I remember when they get to um, the talent show or whatever the, they're performing, another band Ooh. sings Drake's song, like the theme song of You're the right. show. You're right. And then they're like, wait, what? Um, and that's they, why they do Soul Man. You're right. That's like um, their we got to change to doing this, Josh, I need you. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Should we, and do you want to know who directed that episode? Who directed that episode? Um, the wonder year star himself, Fred Savage. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And wow. or star of, um, the princess bride. Yeah. Or a guest appearance on boy meets world as creepy college professor who hits on Topanga. Whoa, I did not know that. Yeah. He's also, um, he also directed a, he directed a bunch of Nesta Classified. I want to say he was even a producer on that show. I think that's right, yeah. And that's another example of like how Drake and Josh is so interesting where, yeah, there's a lot of like the classic Nickelodeon jokes where it's like gross humor, Rob, we're going to throw a bunch of like, like gross goo and stuff everywhere. But like as a kid, I didn't know who the Blues Brothers were. Um, yeah. I still like only kind of vaguely know. Um, now I now I, I love them, but uh, and that's um, kind of to the appeal of you know you saying this is one of the last like kids and parents could enjoy the show because something like that is like a reference that parents would understand. Yeah, you know they've seen the Blues Brothers or you know that like the SNL skits and whatnot. Right. I mean, and and we'll talk about it. I'm sure coming up, but like. Mm-hmm. Josh is obsessed with Oprah. I mean, not a lot of yeah. kids like are watching Oprah, you know? Yeah. Kids just enjoy saying Oprah. Oh, I was going to uh, say, cause we were just talking about Peruvian pop pepper. I was going to say the, maybe the other big factor that goes into um, Drake and Josh is uh, Megan. Yeah. Can't forget about Megan. She was, in charge she's running everything behind the scenes i mean all of us have siblings so i mean we've all at some point had believed or was convinced that they were trying to like backstab us at every point mm-hmm. yeah um so it's just funny that they kind of played with that and that she's sort of uh she's she starts out as definitely more of a running gag but i i think it's that's a fun character is, is megan parker oh yeah yeah she's clever if only she you know directed some of that intellect towards something else i guess that's why she turned around and made iCarly it's like well i'm over (laughs) over it is iCarly like in canon with drake and john i i have no i've never seen iCarly i can kind of answer that 
Um, yes, and no. the Drake and Josh extended universe. So <laughs> yes and no. So no, isn't that the show is they're playing completely different characters. Uh, Crazy Steve, Jerry Trainer, which is why I was going to make it up. We'll talk about him in a second. But he plays the older brother in iCarly, um, Spencer. Um, and so there's a few of so the same actors, not that many. Um, Nathan Cress was on an episode of Drake and Josh, so he comes in his place, sort of one of the main characters. Um, the, the reason I would say yes, it is a continuation is two things. Number one, there's a weary, very strange fan theory going around that iCarly is that Crazy Steve kidnaps Megan and then takes her to Seattle and then says her name is Carly and that his name is Spencer. Mm. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that's the like Tumblr theory of the show. Um, <sighs> with no, and but the only thing that's ever happened on the show is on iCarly at one point, they're all just like sitting in the kitchen and Drake Bell just walks in and then goes, hey, what? Megan. <laughs> hey, Megan. And everyone goes, who are you? Mm. which is well, pretty funny because crazy steve wiped their memories exactly no well the x-files theme or the, does that mean they're in the men in black universe? <laughs> he no, is maybe. a he is an agent that'd be that'd be sick um i love men in black um oh so good yeah i think also in victorious at one point um there's an episode where Victoria Justice, like she falls down or something like that. And the door bursts open and Drake Bell runs out and catches her before she falls to the ground and then picks her back up, (laughs) smiles, looks at the camera and runs away. And then everyone says, what happened? And she goes, I think I was saved by the bell. Oh, Oh, wow. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's incredible. I feel like I just just told all of you guys that like – I was shopping with your credit card or something. You're like, oh my gosh. How do I how do I leave this Zoom call? How do I <laughs> that's that's <laughs> where unplug I unplug your computer. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I love the character of Megan Parker. I think she's interesting. Um the per, the Peruvian Puff Pepper, as we were just mentioned, is probably my favorite Megan episode. I like that like we see her room, I think is that's the first time we see her room. Um she has like the hidden TV. Um uh. I, that's really fun. And Miranda Crossgrove does a great job of being, especially when like their parents come in, she's acting like so, super innocent. I think that's really funny. Yeah, um, the rooms too. I like the I like the way that they did the bedrooms, even Drake and Josh's bedroom. That was oh. for me as a kid. Like, wow, that would be so epic. I yeah. wish I had that. That's I, get, I don't. The, Nickelodeon version of like the crazy sitcom New York apartment that would cost yeah. like seven thousand dollars a month. You know, it's like, funny. It's because I saw a, uh, a, a post once that was like, that house was put up for sale. It's like all the exterior shots. That house was up for sale. And on the listing, you can read, it's like it's like a four or five bedroom house. And everyone's like, so why were they sharing a room? <laughs> <laughs> that is maybe like, I don't know a kid who watched Rick and Dark who was like, doesn't want that room. That is the coolest room. Yeah. Oh, it's um, super cool. Uh, which, if we want to, I can talk about this because I was going to bring it up later. But uh, season one, the room was completely different. Um, the the where Josh's bed was, there was a drum kit. The window behind him was an octagon instead of a circle. Uh, the mm. door was facing. Door was in a different place. I remember, the right. door is in a different place. Uh, 
Josh actually slept on the couch. Um, oh. And the, there was also like a shelf on the right side of the door. Where in seasons two, three, and four, it's the bedroom that we know um, with like the Oprah picture and everything. So yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's another thing that I really like is that the like living room set with the kitchen just kind of looks like a normal house. Like with a lot of like the Nickelodeon sitcoms and Disney Channel is probably the biggest um, culprit of this. It's like it looks so extravagant and so like ridiculous that it's like hard to believe that somebody would live there. Mm-hmm. Whereas with this, it's like, oh, yeah, that looks like anyone's house that I would go to visit. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, the living room was like very regular, very vanilla. Yeah, and like they had like you know wood, uh, wood panel floors, things like that, and the couch looked, you know, decent. So, I mean, it didn't look crappy, but it looked like a you know a suburban house. Um, it seemed like the upstairs must have been like three times the size of the downstairs. Yeah, that sounds right. So if you were to if you were to like architectural like what that house would have looked like from the outside it would have been it's like an down here right and like I, think, <laughs> I think from like the pictures online or just from the exterior shots of the of when they shoot the house is that drake and josh's room is supposed to be about the garage is that right yeah i'm pretty sure it's almost like an attic room I yeah think so. but yeah um should we talk about some more of the like uh subsequent supporting characters maybe let's do it because this is this is not miranda cosgrove's uh first role but this is what sort of boosted her to later be the star in like iCarly right right and that's very much a nickelodeon thing where let this happen with drake and josh for example like they Mm -hmm. were on the amanda show as supporting characters but then got their own show and so Miranda Crossgove, who are who at this point she had already been in School of Rock, which we'll have to definitely talk about, um, and other things. She then got the part of iCarly through doing Drake and Josh, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I was gonna say unless you guys have some supporting characters that come to mind, uh, the first ones that always come to mind are the two nerds characters. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's, their names are like Craig and, and Eric. Right. Eric. And nobody yeah. can ever get them correct or something. It's like, no, I'm Craig. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Right. I do remember that a little bit. They are. And then it's such a classic thing. Cause like Drake's never like nice to him, but then they'll still like, he can still talk them into doing things for him. Right. Mm. Uh, I, I want to say, I want to say it's in the episode Who's Got Game? Where yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Where Drake says, well, come on, what happened to you? And then uh, I think it's Eric says, last time you came over to my house, you ate my entire cake and then took a, sleep, took a nap in my bed. <laughs> it's the best line ever. Anytime they show up, they're very, very funny. Um, I think they have the they have the best fun and they get the most time to shine in the episode The Demonator where they get the B plot with another supporting character or a minor character that I love that we'll definitely get to later. We will stay tuned. Um, 
Crazy Steve, we talked about a little bit. I like how Crazy Steve is obsessed with Dora. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Is that allowed? It's right behind you, Dora. I think it's funny because it's showing, like, okay, Nickelodeon is for older people. So, like, yeah, we can make fun of this little kid stuff. And they're okay with doing it as a brand. Yeah. We're like, yeah, Dora's for babies. I watch Drake and Josh. Yeah. I think that's really interesting. Um, I I read a fact. I don't know if this is true because I had nothing to back this up, but I read that Jerry Trainer got the role of Crazy Steve because he was Drake Bell's personal assistant. Uh, um, I don't have anything to back it up, but I remember reading that at one point. I think on the IMDb trivia page for the show, but I think it's since been taken off. But I see he didn't want that info going out. Yeah. Um. I mean, Crazy Steve has maybe the the part that has made me laugh the most, which is during the really big shrimp part one, part two episode where Mindy accidentally schedules him on a Monday, which is his bad day apparently. Mm. And Josh has to fix the problem at the movie theater in which you see a crowd of people running out of a movie theater and crazy Steve with like these extendable sock puppets flailing (laughs) around and saying cockadoodle do the cow says moo and screaming at people. It is hilarious perhaps yeah our earliest exposure to a uh, a nervous breakdown or mental health crisis as kids like whoa this is no joke right which uh josh fixes by singing mary had a little limb so yeah so now i can i know that could be a strategy and if i encounter that sing a nice song yeah try and bring it back yeah, a little, a little uh, mental health advice from Drake and Josh, if anyone didn't know. Just sing Mary Had a Little Lamb. Yeah, don't try at home unless you have to. Right. And, you know, maybe maybe it'll help. Whoa, what was that? What in the world? I heard an explosion. Yeah, did someone self-combust? <laughs> I'm still here. Okay. I'm alive to my knowledge. Okay, I, what was that? I was wondering. Oh, I hope everyone's okay. Sorry, audience, for he- hearing it. It was <laughs> leave it in. Leave it in. Leave it in. Uh, I, I hope <laughs> the losers to wear. People uh, on Highway 40 have been flailing out of control after listening <laughs> to most extreme podcasts in the middle of the Drake and Josh episode. No such thing as bad publicity, though, right? Just people driving. Wow, this is a good show. What? <laughs> Get caught off guard by the sound of an explosion. Veering off the road. Apologies, apologies in advance. Um, go ahead. I was just gonna say, keeping with minor characters and keeping with the movie theater, uh, Helen. Even like when I watched Community, I recognized that Nicole Brown, right? Is that her name? And yeah. I was like, oh, that is. She is from Drake and Josh. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was about to say, and that one episode of The Office. Right, she's in the office. Is she, what else is she's in? So many things, um, and she's good in all of them. I look. I I would say, oh, she's in Avengers. She's in Avengers. Yeah, she's in Endgame at one point. What? Yeah. So the Russo Who's brothers, she? the Russo brothers. Um, oh, she's Captain did? America. No. Um, the Russo brothers directed most of the first few seasons of community. And so they always throw in like some community cameos. Um, so in Endgame, it's Ken Jeong plays the security guard in Ant-Man's like mm-hmm. garage. Um, and then Yvette Nicole Brown shows up 
when spoiler alert when uh captain america and tony stark go back in time to like the 60s or 70s is she the one in the elevator oh, that's right who's like you knew here yeah that's her oh my gosh that's right yeah i mean i was flipping out because i was i knew that if it's the russo's brothers there's going to be at least a reference to arrested development uh like in civil war the uh airplane mm-hmm. uh, the stairs the stairs are in the background <laughs> um and or community because they had directed both of those shows uh prior but um yeah i think yvette nicole brown is super hilarious i love the episode where she has surgery on her eyes yep um, and we figure out she was a former child star that's pretty hilarious um also i find it funny that her whole bit is that she loves anything drake does and thinks josh is just kind of like whatever <laughs> yeah uh, which again just feeds into the the yeah the character dichotomy there between the yeah good kid and the like slacker kid right um wasn't always played by Yvette Nicole Brown. Even in episodes that have aired, wasn't always play- Helen wasn't always played by Yvette Nicole Brown. Was it multiple episodes or just like one? Just, just like one. one. There was one episode where Helen was played by another actress uh, called in the episode Little Diva. Um, it was played by somebody named Frances Collier, who uh, plays Roxy on Hannah Montana. At some point, and I've definitely talked to you guys about having to do like a whole month worth of content on Hannah Montana because there's so much. Um, but so um, I did find uh, from Yvette Nicole Brand, she wrote, I think I want to say it's on Twitter or something. So people were asking about like the, how all of a sudden she's another person plays Helen and then she comes back and it's another person. Uh, she says, I originated the role of Helen as a guest star, but I was on a regular tv abc show called the big house and was asked to do an episode of dragon josh again and wasn't able to do the episode so they decided to recast helen instead of having somebody else play her cousin or sister by the time they wrote a third episode for helen the big house had ended and i was available again and i played helen in every episode after that oh mindy that was a character i wanted to talk about crenshaw i think she is truly the best love interest of the show Really? She's the only one I remember, at least. She's really she's the only one that really lasts for anybody, right? She's the, yeah. Is, is that the <laughs> one where Josh and her are, like, angry and, and, like, spiteful to each other? Yeah, so they start out as enemies on the show. Yeah, that's all of them. <laughs> yeah. She still hates Drake yeah. through the whole show. Like, at one point, because uh, Josh and Mindy start out as enemies, but then end up falling in love. Mm-hmm. Um, and breaking yeah. up, they break up over and over again. But they, I think that basically just stays as Josh's love interest for the whole show, for the most part. Um, yeah, uh, like many, t- like anytime Drake and Mindy are in the same room, Drake will just like say under his breath, like dork, and she'll say like underachiever, like really quickly. I see. So yeah, they don't get along at all. No. Um, that is Does just that part of the show. Ever bothered Josh? Does Josh ever bothered that two important people like in his life hate each other, or is he just taking a stride? Hey, Mindy, that's my brother. Yeah, or like, hey, this is my girlfriend. Would you mind respecting her every once in a while? Well, I do know that first episode. I, I, 
when they start dating and Josh like doesn't tell Drake for that very reason. Cause he's like, I don't know. Like, cause Drake hates her. Like, what's he going to think? Yeah. Right? And then at the end, Drake's just like, dude, you like a girl. Like, and she likes you. That's awesome. Yeah. Go for it. Like, I don't like her, but that's fine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she's cool. And she's also like an interesting character, yeah. um, which we'll probably get into in a second, but I was going to say, unlike a lot of uh, Drake's other girlfriends, but yeah, I don't think Drake had many like steady girlfriends really that I know of. He does get one girlfriend that he has for a few episodes, hers whose name is Carly, which is interesting, and she's really cool. And I think that's a, the episode where he sort of realizes like, no, there's more to it than just her mm-hmm. looks. Like, I really like this person as a person, and that's mm-hmm. um, the that same episode where they try to see how many girls they can date. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's like, wait, I don't want to do this because I actually like. This is the first time I'm falling for somebody for who they are. Right. True. Um, so he does grow up, which is cool. And, the same, and, and it's also, it's like, I'm looking at him going like, okay, like I know, like there are cool, like 14 year olds in my high school or 15 year olds. Right. And it's like, but that's just not, that just doesn't happen. <laughs> right. Yeah. You just <laughs> go almost, to it. Almost just like too much of a caricature. He's like an actual, just stinking rock star. And it's like, no, you has algebra right. and which is part of why you're supposed to want to be drake i guess because he gets all the ladies um yeah. for all you straight guys out there that's what he's kind of supposed to be that he can get a girl like he can literally just walk up to a girl and be like hey you want to go on a date yeah sure that's it i was going to talk about um the role of the parents yeah do it please do i think that uh walter is Super funny. He also, I mean, we talked about him a little bit, how they had recasted him, but Jonathan Goldstein, the actor who plays him, is really, he just kind of looks like a, a dad. Um, yeah. <laughs> both of the parents just look like they, there was a rumor going around that they were actually married in real life. Um, because sure they just they? they just look like they would be married and they just look like parents that people would have. I don't know. I guess Walter, he has his nemesis, Bruce Winchell, which I think is pretty funny. What's his name? Bruce Winchell. Uh, so he's an, he's another uh, weatherman. Some man. good hair or whatever, right? Yeah, everyone's yeah. obsessed with Bruce Winchell because his hair is so good. And <laughs> he keeps losing ratings. We never see Bruce once in the whole show. Um, you never do? Oh. No, I don't think we do. And later, I Carly would sort of do the same thing with the character of Sako, who is just a character that keeps like... Inter- interspersing within the episodes, but you never see him. Yeah, it leaves it leaves it to the imagination. We could always dream about them and what it might be like. Bruce Winchell. Yeah, it's funny. Dreaming about Bruce Winchell. <laughs> well, hope all you. I, I hope the audience dreams about Bruce Winchell tonight. Um, <laughs> Don't eat any bad pizza. <laughs> no, well, I mean Walter kind of gets his own episode in the affair, which is pretty funny. But a little bit more of a dramatic episode. Um, yeah, because their dad is cheating. So yeah, they reason. they keep thinking that their dad is cheating on their mom, um, which is something that every kid is does not want to see. So they keep spying. Uh, but it figures out that he's possibly going to get a promotion or something. And that he was just talking to a woman about, like, moving to a different job or something. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Also, I like that we never figure out what the mom does on the show. Apparently, they had filmed and edited that she was like a she ran a catering business or something, but then they decided last minute True. to cut it because they were like, ah, it's uh, funny okay. if we never figure out. 
<laughs> just the, the MacGuffin like, of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Just eating ZD and vibing. <laughs> but I mean, with the with the parents, like a lot of these shows eventually got to the point. You know, this was a show that the characters like Greg and Dosh and and Megan, like they still learned, maybe not Megan, she was like an evil genius, but like Drake and Josh still learned lessons from their parents. And that that is a thing. Like parents started just becoming like dopey, dopey morons, yeah. like as time went on. When you think back, mm. shows like this or like Boy Meets World or something where parents were like, yeah, important building blocks of the show and like, like real people. That sometimes had their own stories, like you're saying, with the with the affair and, and Walter and like his job and stuff. Like sometimes he had like actual storylines and that you know, and that that wasn't a thing that I think has stuck around. Yeah, I can appreciate that for sure. Um I, yeah, you definitely don't see that, especially with more I like I Carly is just like, oh, my older brother takes care of us and uh yeah, it's more of I guess more because it's not as cool. It's more be like, Oh yeah, I live our parents are always on vacation or something. I don't know. And that leads into, you know, just the ability for like kids, kids to watch the show with their parents, I guess. Like, yeah, all this, all this kind of ties in. And... Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I was going to say real quick, the only two other characters that I think are hilarious are, um, Gavin who works at the premiere, the movie theater. Um, He's, so he, he's played by one of the writers and producers of the show named uh, Jake Farrow. So he's basically just like, put on a mullet. Just go put on a mullet and be that character. But if you don't know who I'm talking about, Gavin is the one who has hots for Drake and Josh's mom. Yeah. yeah. And he's just like so chill. He's like, I got to go clean the toilet. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I remember this guy now. I yeah. got it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Drake, there's a diaper on the wall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but in, yeah, he does. He's super like chill. And then in the episode "The Storm," where they're all stuck at Drake and Josh's house during a giant hurricane, he just goes up to Drake and he's like, "Hey, Drake, your mom's hot." And they're like, "What?" Yeah. Uh, uh, the other like very minor character that I love is Papa Nichols, who is who messes with uh, Craig and Eric, the nerds. Um, in the episode "The Demonator," I'll do a really run through. There's a new roller coaster that Drake and Josh uh, leave their sleeping granddad who's supposed to be watching them home. So they leave him and they make the nerds watch the granddad for them. And of course, while the nerds are home alone with uh, Papa Nichols, the granddad, he wakes up and then thinks he's back in like Vietnam <laughs> and then thinks wow. that, or, or, or World War II or something like that and like tries to like uh, tackle and um, <laughs> basically like kidnap the nerds and then keeps i think he thinks his like shoe is like a walkie-talkie or something he's like general i got them and then by the and so then by the time they get home the granddad's asleep again and the nerd's like ah he was crazy and they're like no he wasn't it's pretty funny they're like yo your granddad has ptsd bro (laughs) nah he's fine don't worry about him he's just old yeah super funny Anytime they go outside on the show, um, like when they're going to see Oprah and then the parking lot or um, at the very end of the show when they're watching like fireworks, I think it is, or is it Drake's performance? They're just in the parking lot of the Nickelodeon studio. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bring it outside, everybody. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, which is even funnier because in in iCarly, 
the uh, they have a special called I Go to Japan, and they're like, "Whoa, we're in Japan!" They're in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just put I like mean, some. Yeah, they just put some different trees. <laughs> yeah, why fly everyone to Japan? The parking lots probably look the same. Yeah, it it was very funny because uh, most of it is like surrounded by hedges. And so you're like, oh. True. Yeah. yeah, you don't see a lot of hedges in Japan. So. Uh, yeah, that's all I have for characters. I don't know. Do you guys have any? I, I had one more thing before we get into our favorite episodes, um, which is um, Drake and Josh and I. Yeah, Vlad Dan Schneider shows are really good at um, coming up with parody names for uh, like normal, regular things they couldn't pay money for. Uh, I, one of, yeah, you might be about to talk about one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, go for it. Um, were you going to mention the Gary Coleman grill? The <laughs> no, I did not get that one. <laughs> oh, I'll save it then. I'll save it then when I'm talking. Yeah. So, and so the George Foreman grill, the Gary Coleman grill. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bunch of funny ones. The ones, there's a whole wiki on the Drake and Josh on the list of parody names. Uh, Mocha Cola, <laughs> uh, ZapLook.com is their Google Game sphere. Uh, the game sphere. It's the, Um, what was the other one that they had? Oh, the Nintendo GS. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Inside Out v- Burger. Um, obviously there that that Star Wars episode is Galaxy Wars, but I love Nintendo GS the most. Nintendo um, GS. That's great. Not not only because it sounds just like it, but it's got pin and you have a stylus. That's just brilliant. Yeah, I'm blown away by that one. Because <laughs> I, I think Meg, Megan's like, "Where's my Nintendo GS?" And she says it fast enough to go like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> <laughs> like, I think I got one of those for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, um, yeah, I kind of asked y'all if you wanted to talk about maybe like top three episodes, um, just sort of. The ones that stand out to you the most, the one that you relate to, are the ones you find the most funny. Um, does anyone want to go first? Uh, I, mm, okay, I, I'll go first. Go for it. I'll go first. I'll try to. I'll try to narrow down this list. Yeah, I was just. I was just jotting down some that I knew I love, and yeah, just. I'll try. I'll get three. I'll get three out of it. Um, <laughs> one of them for sure. We, we mentioned episode. it earlier in the, the Blues Brothers. That's one of my favorites for sure. Um, because you get the dynamic of them working together and it's a, you know, it ends with them playing music and the music is good. And it's just like, and just a very entertaining episode. Um, but we already talked a little bit about that. Um, mm, mm, can I get three and an honorable mention? Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I really don't care. You should be a favorite episode. Oh, <laughs> um, the, yeah. So the Gary Coleman grill, just the fact that, you know, again, instead of, you know, you, you see in, in either comic strips or TV shows, all the, you can talk about the fake names for things. And those are always so funny, but the Gary Coleman grill, which is a grill based on <laughs> Gary Coleman is so funny. And then of course the like pyramid scheme that it ends up being or whatever. And it's one of those like Drake and Josh getting deep and get in trouble. And then Megan like takes them out of it. That's always a fun dynamic that happens. Um, happens a few times 
But yeah, just I mean, obviously, I was however old. Like, I had, something I had to be explained like who Gary Coleman was, and, and it just you know makes it funnier. But <clears throat> I think another one of the one of my favorite ones. Yeah, one of the good ones is Josh is done, and that is when Josh is just so fed up with Drake, and he just says, "All right, like you're my brother." but I don't want you in my life. And he just like ignores Drake. He just doesn't do anything with Drake anymore. And Josh's life gets so bit, so much better and <laughs> Drake's life gets so much worse. And so it's one of the times where like the dynamics happen, probably the like expected way um, mm-hmm. where like Drake, Drake's getting into trouble and like things are going wrong for him, but Josh is doing fine. But then at the end, they, they reconcile and come back together. And so it's like one of the, it's a heartwarming episode where you see drake like really learn to appreciate josh what's the uh seinfeld episode where everyone switches places um like everything like elaine basically becomes george costanza and oh the uh yeah the the is it the opposite yeah george just starts doing everything the opposite of what he does so he's yeah girlfriends and promotions and jobs and elaine is uh everything is terrible for elaine everything's Um, going yeah everything's going wrong for her yeah that the, and then Jerry, everything just like stays the same. He just realizes because yeah. yeah. a girlfriend breaks up with him, and he's like, "Okay," and she's like, "You're yeah, not mad." He's like, "No, I mean everything always works out for me, so it doesn't." Matter. I'll find somebody else. It's been really nice dating you. Uh, yeah. Have a good day. <laughs> That's a great. I like that trope where people switch and places. Quick, quick honorable mention is the theater thug episode. Did anybody else have this? I don't. If someone else did, um, I did not. It's another, it's another one. I actually, in ninth grade, we had a homework assignment that was right, or it was like watch 30 minutes of TV um, and then write about the commercials you see and like the messages they're trying to send and how they relate to like the channel you're on, like demographics and stuff. And then write about like some of the like tropes or something you see on the show. So it was like kind of analyze like stuff like that. And the Feed Effect episode was, was the episode of Drake and Josh ended up watching and writing about. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it it is a great highlight example of like Josh gets this part in this reenactment of the thing. Drake has one line and ends up getting like super famous <laughs> for this one line and then Josh just keeps getting arrested because he looks so much like the guy he was portraying. <laughs> in this yeah, I think reenactment. They're they're on FBI's most wanted, is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah and it's and just it, it's just classic like Josh gets uh, all the worst stuff happens to him for being the good guy and Drake just gets everything handed to him for doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. That, that one's extremely funny. I like that one because I think they say like, this is a reenactment of the crime and yeah. everyone still thinks he's the actual killer. They're like, it's him. Um, which is best uh, solved up when he wears a seventies disguise. Um, uh, one side note about that is that in um, Drake or uh, Josh Peck um, starred in the remake of the Red Dawn movie, and so at one point it's kind of cold and he has to wear a beanie, and all the memes were like, "It's the theater thug." <laughs> um, yeah, Luke or Jonathan, you guys have any favorite episodes? I um, I've never seen an episode of Drake and Josh. So in no particular order, get off this Zoom chat. My my <laughs> my top three in no particular order. Number one is the Treehouse episode. Yeah. Number two is also the Treehouse episode. Number three 
No surprise here. Never what? saw this coming. Also the Treehouse episode. What? That's the one that I'm, that's the only episode that without having seen the show that I'm familiar with. Is it because of the memes? It is because of the memes. That and what's the other one where um, Josh looks at, um, he's like looking right at the camera and he's like, Megan. That's all of them. That's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, that happens uh, a lot. I've um, mainly seen that talking about like the queen being upset at the royal family. It's like, mm-hmm. Megan. Well, yeah. that's the gong. We got to leave. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um. Yeah, that's the Treehouse one is great because of the memes. Um, and that's also a great kind of the Abbott Costello sort of like uh, the the banter between the two of them. Like, uh, Josh, where's the door? Um, all that. Luke, do you got any favorite yeah. episodes? Uh, I have a few. I don't. I don't know if I have any that I would say are for sure my favorites. I know the pool one where they where Josh is like good at pool is one that I found was pretty good. Um, the one I where let me see what it's called. It's called um, Eric punches Drake, where Drake gets punched by the guy. Um, what what exactly happens? Yeah, and then and then everyone is like really into him and he becomes popular because everyone thought that he fought Drake. Um, Eric's excited about it. And then Drake kind of loses all his clout. And that one I thought was pretty good. And then the other one I think is the the sushi one where they have to be at the sushi factory. So I'm reading it now. I think apparently the situation that got them into that is they – like won a contest to get their room redecorated um and then uh, but the contest was fake so they walked back into like the redecorated uh house and like all their furniture was gone and the police couldn't really help them with that so they had to take the sushi job which is kind of like um it's like a uh, rip off of the i love lucy episode where they're in the factory where like all the stuff comes really fast yeah. So it's nice to see that. I think it's almost word for word the same as the chocolate one, but with sushi. Really? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. That's a classic. Um, yeah, that's the one that always that I always remember is the sushi one. Yeah, that's classic. Uh, for me, my favorite ones are... Uh, uh, just give me one second. I can't remember the name. Um, in no particular order, because it would be actually. You know what? I'll I'll do a particular order. In number three for me um, is steered straight. Um, that's the one where uh, the they they have fake IDs and they're trying to get to a club, and then they realize and the police get caught with them. Uh, and then a whole night, basically it turns into the movie <laughs> Good Time by the Safdie brothers. But essentially it's like all crazy, one crazy night story where like the criminal that uh, like, like comes to their house and they have to like pretend to be tough. It's very, very good. Uh, I'm not doing it justice by explaining it, but um, it's, that one is, is very, very good. Uh, number two for me is probably Mean Teacher, uh, which if you don't know that episode is the one um, – from season two where they find this magical shirt. Um, it's like a Hawaiian shirt. Um, 
that has like magical power. So like basically anytime they wear it, like everything good starts happening to them. And, but so they try to like share it and then they end up breaking it or something. Um, I had that one written down as well. That's a very good one. Yeah. I love that one. And then of course my favorite, I think is still, I guess I'm sound of, kind of cheating, but it's the finale, which is really big shrimp, um, which is a part two episode, which is sort of, it has all the best moments. It has Helen getting married at the movie theater, which is funny. Um, where at one point I think Josh is like, all right, everybody just let you guys know we have a, we have a small fire fire and everyone runs out. That's classic. Um, yeah. It's cocked to do the cow says move. It's the kind of, it, it completes the story in a really great way. Um, which has that song makes me happy, which makes me happy. That's sort of it. Um, I was just going to say, it's crazy how popular the show is till this day. Um, I think a lot of people our age group would probably consider it one of the greatest TV shows of all time. Um, um, it's kind of had a comeback because of the David Dobrik vlogs. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him, um, but he's a very, very famous YouTube blogger who's friends with Josh Peck and has multiple times had Drake and Josh reunions. I think they went to the house that Jonathan was talking about, like the exterior of it at one point. Oh, wow. But yeah. That's all I have. Uh, any f- final thoughts? Just a good show. Just a good show. Just a good show, that's for sure. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, Luke, um, since you are a guest um, on Most Extreme Podcasts, with all of our guests, we normally have a prize that we give them. Um, so... Uh, and I was normally trying to find some type of uh, gift that goes along with what we're talking about. Um, and so uh, the only thing that I could find at Target yesterday, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'll pull it up right here so you can see it. Um, I got you a uh, an, an Oprah magazine since Josh is such a fan of uh, Oprah. So I bought you a uh, Oprah magazine. So... Yeah, if you want any good thoughts or tips about the summer, here you go. Epic. <laughs> Glad you're Wait, a fan. What did I miss? Oh, what? You you just got the best gift that we've ever given oh, on this wait. podcast. I get, a, I get a magazine? Yes. You get the Oprah magazine. Yeah, this is yours. What? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that'll be epic. I'm going to read that on the plane. Yeah, dude. <laughs> um, I'll see you in a few days, so I'll... Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll see you in person. But yeah, Don't so yeah, so yeah, I was just talking about that. Everybody on Most Extreme Podcast uh, who comes on gets a prize, and we, we were trying to find something that would go along with the what our topic was. So this is what I could find, which is an Oprah magazine. So that's yours. No, no way. That's okay. Thank you so much. Yeah, that, I'm glad that I asked because I was confused. I did not want to seem ungrateful or disappointed, but that's epic. That's cool. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to read that back and front. Yeah, man. If you want some good tips on making a barbecue pizza on an, in a, on a, on a uh, grill, Oprah's got it. Oh, okay. Them. I don't have um, a grill, but I, but that's would be good knowledge. Give you a reason way. to get one. Yeah. yeah. Get a, Gary Coleman. <laughs> get, a, get, a Gary, get a Gary Coleman. Get a Gary Coleman. Get a Gary Coleman. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, man. Where well, can I pick up a Gary Coleman? Uh, if y'all have any, any final thoughts, um, yeah, 
this has been fun. Thanks, Luke, for coming on. Um, Absolutely. Thanks for allowing me to to chat about Drake and Josh. For sure. We do have technically two more things in the Drake and Josh universe, uh, two movies that um, we will have to talk about in other episodes, I think. Really? What are those? There's a Drake and Josh Go to Hollywood, and then there's a Christmas mm. movie. Um, oh, yeah, I remember those. So we'll maybe have to have you on for those conversations or, you know, maybe something of your choice. Yeah, but, um, let me know. Give me the loop. Yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, thanks so much for listening to Most Extreme Podcast. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram with the handle Most Extreme Pod. And if you have any questions, you can uh, email us uh, with Most Extreme Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, other than that, um, anything See? else? Any, yeah. <laughs> Anybody else got anything to say? Leave it in. Leave it in. All right. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.